the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program's views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM 1420 The Answer or Salem Media Group. Capital Report, hosted by Bill Bullington. For the next hour, you'll receive information on current market conditions and trends that could affect your financial future. If you have a question, you can participate in today's program by calling 216-901-0945. That's 216-901-0WHK. You can also reach Bill by going to his website, BullingtonCapital.com. And now, here's Bill Bullington. Welcome back. Oh, man. Gotta love that market, huh? <laughs> but you know what? Reality is, that's just stocks being stocks. The uh, government shutdown, Trump blown away like he always does. <laughs> what do you expect? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it's amazing. Do you know? So I'm looking here at a chart. The market closed at the at its absolute bottom uh, of the day. That that rarely happens. That rarely happens. So on the 24th, Christmas Eve, market closes absolutely at its bottom of the day. And then the uh, the next day that it was open, which was the 26th, okay, I'm going to measure from the the bottom to the top. It was up five percent. In a day. (laughs) One day. And I'm going, wow. And then four days later, market closes down. It it opens lower than it uh, uh, closed the day before. It closed the day before. All right, let's see. 2,510. And then the next day, it closed at the uh, 2,477. Which is down two and a half percent. The crazy thing is, uh, had a couple calls on that day. People said, "What's going on?" I want to get okay. You 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 realize it, it's like it's been it's up several percent from its bottom, and evidently they weren't watching that part. That's okay. Um, that's a tough thing. It, volatility like this is incredibly difficult to, for most people to handle, and if you measure from the the top to the bottom, it's 20% correction territory. It, it didn't close 20% lower. Actually, it was, uh, let me tell you, from close to close. So from the close on the 24th, uh, let's see, it looks like it's 23.51 all the way down to the close. Oh, no, I take that back. That was uh, It was actually closer to 3,000. So closing at 23.53, that's 19.59. Why is that significant? Well, 20% is considered a bear market. 
that that's what a bear market's considered, 20% drop. But I have to tell you, the economy is doing incredibly well. Interest rates are low. The Fed president comes out and says, you know, things are slowing down a little bit. Maybe I don't have to keep raising interest rates. That's good news. The uh, unemployment rates still all record time lows. Auto sales still strong. Housing market still strong. Banks not talking much about increasing loan loss provisions. That's actually the best news. So why is the market getting pounded? Well, because it consists of stocks. And that's what stocks do. (laughs) They don't make a lot of sense in the short run. In the long run, it makes a lot of sense. So you have to kind of try to define what you think the long run is. Now, I know most people would like the long run to be a few months, a few weeks. Well, that, you know, try a few years. That's the long run. Five years and out. And if you're not thinking, when when you're buying a stock as an investment, not a trade, Okay, if you're not thinking at least five years out into the future, the chances of you not doing well are extremely high. So just keep that in mind. As we enter the t- new year, I still haven't decided on the uh, the time of the first seminar. We're going to kind of uh, mix these up. We're going to not mix it up. We're going to combine it with the first meeting of the Lookout for the Bull Investment Club. It's an invest. It's a an informal investment club. And uh, that's going to be the first meeting. It's going to be sometime in February. We're trying to get the date down uh, in about a month away. So there are some really good opportunities out there. I mean, some stocks that have just been beat and uh, didn't deserve it. It is going down because they're small and medium-sized companies, and those companies tend to drop a whole lot faster than the larger ones do when there's massive selling going on. So there's really there's good opportunity. In fact, I even changed a little bit. I have this, I have the, one of these online things where it takes money out of my check each month, and I was buying the dividend paying stocks with it, and I just switched it into the uh, small cap. As uh, that thing had been whooped, <laughs> and that's how I roll. <laughs> Where's the damage the most? That's where I want to go. The uh, by the way, that takes a long time to learn how to do psychologically. Let's walk into where the damage has been the most. Almost as hard as jumping on something that's making a new all-time high. Both of those strategies, by the way, are legitimate. And they are literally diametrically opposed. They're opposites. Those are opposites. And they can both work. In fact, over long time periods, they both work very, very well. And when you combine them together, they tend to smooth each other out a little bit. So that works pretty well. And so if you're thinking, if you're on the sidelines or if you've gone to cash, I'm not sure I would stay there for very long. I'm not sure how long I would stay there because the economic statistics are extremely strong. And uh, again, banks are still doing incredibly well, which is very important. Banks are a big part of the economy. Most people don't understand just how significant that is. And uh, they're not sending up any uh, signals that it's weakening yet. At some point it will because it's you know it's a cycle, but it doesn't look like that's right now. And right now, what you're being offered is you're being offered the opportunity to invest in uh, stocks across the board that are selling at the lowest prices they've sold for in almost two years. So think about that for a second. 
you're going to go back, you're getting the prices that you got in September of 2017. That's not actually quite two years, but a half. So if you felt bad because you, you thought you missed the last year and a half, well, guess what? <laughs> Here's your chance. By the way, revenues are up a lot since then. Profits are up a lot since then. The debt on balance sheets has come down a lot <laughs> since then. You know, the only, the only thing that's... Uh, uh, actually, I, I take take that back. It's not it's not negative news. You've got the pricing that's not up a lot. That's the only thing that's not up a lot. The uh, so what does it tell you? If you're a value investor, you got to be looking around right now. If you, you're not familiar with the types of funds that you have, you need to get familiar with them. That's the only way you're ever going to get peace in uh, investing is to be familiar with the funds you hold. Now, I will tell you this. Most of my clients don't know a whole lot about the funds they're investing in. Not because I'm not trying to tell them because I talk about it every week. (laughs) And this year, I'm going to go through, uh, starting next week, I'm going to go through each one of the holdings and we're going to spend five or ten minutes just talking about that particular fund, why I included it. What kinds of attributes does it have to make it special? (laughs) The uh, And how does it fit into the overall picture? But and I'll, but I'm going to tell you, most of my clients just come in and say, "Yep, yeah, okay, well, that sounds good." You just do your thing, and I'm going back to my life. And uh, hey, that's okay. That works. Works for me. We've been uh, uh, doing pretty weathering the storm pretty well. Especially we're not we're only down about half as much as the stock market is. Think about that for a second. The average account. I mean, if you're a if you're purely stock, yeah, you're looking at me like right now because I got like eighty percent of my money in the stock market, and um, my account values are are significantly lower than they were a couple months ago. But I'm used to it. It it really it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me. I'm uh, I'm so used to it. In fact, since I'm still accumulating, since I'm still investing, I'm kind of welcoming the lower prices. You know. You want to buy when they're on sale or, you know, when they're at an all-time high? That's kind of a question you got to ask. Why do you carry bonds in your portfolio? Well, for, for times like these, this is why you have the bonds. And when the market's screaming back up again, everybody uh, wants to run and push all the money back in the stock market. No, that, that, it's too late. You missed it. So the idea is to have an, a strategy in mind ahead of time that tells you when you're going to be buying stocks, when you're going to be buying safer stuff like bonds or bond funds that don't fluctuate a whole lot. You still get fluctuation in them, just not as much as you do stocks. But yeah, not nearly as much if you're buying the right kinds. So well, when do you do that? How do you do that? What's the best game plan? And the best game plan really is to have a really good rebalancing program. What do I mean by that? Well, if you look at your portfolio once a year, once every other year, you say, okay, how much do I have in fixed income relative to the stocks I own? What percentages are they? And how does that fit how I feel about taking risk? And uh, that's a whole equation that I'm actually putting a course together on because I don't want to bore everybody and turn the few listeners that are out there off by going through the math. Yeah. All five of you. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm just teasing. <laughs> I know there are more than five of you. At least I hope so. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so the math is not really complicated. And at some point in time, this is going to be, uh, at some point in time, I will get to a point where I've got the time and I'm willing to spend the money to go back and hire the professors and do all the academic research to show everybody what I've been talking about for the past 20 years. And mine is so much simpler than looking at the uh, efficient frontier or modern portfolio theory. The, uh, that was all done by mathematicians who didn't know a whole lot about financial statements or business in general. And I'm always think back to what Peter Lynch said. And I, you know, I've also read that Warren Buffett said this, so I'm not sure who is actually responsible for the quote, but both of them at, at one point in time said, you should invest in companies that any idiot can run because eventually one will. <laughs> what they meant was you should invest in simple companies. If you're going to be an investor, and I'm, I'm going to, I'm really going to emphasize this. If you want to invest, and I don't care if it's just a little bit of money, if it's a lot of money. All money to me is money. I take, <laughs> I take everything seriously, and I don't invest in, unless I think there's a pretty good chance that I'm going to come out ahead. I don't like to take flyers. I mean, that, that's part of the, the business anyway. Everything is in some way, shape, or form a flyer. Because in the, over the next two, three, four years, you have no idea what might happen to that stock price. So there's risk in all of it. But you can do an awful lot to keep the risk under control. Uh, you can do a lot to put yourself in a position to get lucky. There's a whole ton of things. And I just realized that uh, I just lost my whole train of thought there. Don't get old. <laughs> we're, uh, we're talking about Peter Lynch and investing in companies that any idiot can run because eventually one will. And other, in other words, invest in businesses that are relatively simple. That's a big deal. And we start doing these workshops or the uh, informal investment club meetings, and that's what we're going to look at. There are two sides of a story when it comes to a stock, two sides. The first side is the story itself. What is the story? How do they make money? What do they do? And when you look at a company and you see that it's a, it consists of a tremendous number of industries, that can be a warning sign um, to kind of, you know, that's going to be harder not just any idiot can run that because you've got a whole bunch of complex businesses. Why is all this of this important? Uh, it's not if you don't want to invest, by the way. Why should you know it even if you don't want to invest so that you can find somebody who does? See, if you don't know this material, and it doesn't really take that long, by the way. It doesn't take that long. And that's what I've, I've uh, 2019, this is what we're doing in 2019. I'm putting the course out that's in English. I'm putting the course out where I look at most of the terms that you need to know to be a well-informed investor. And we're going to make that available to the general public. It's not going to cost a whole lot. Actually, a lot of it will be uh, repeating through the Lookout for the Bull website, which is under construction, getting fairly close uh, to being able to start producing stuff. And uh, that's my goal this year. Try to get as much out there as possible to make it as simple as possible, you're going to have to work at it a little bit. I mean, think about it. You want to drive a car? You got to study. I mean, you have to practice for 50 hours before they let you take the test. 
50 hours. You won't need nearly that much time to learn how to invest. If you're looking at my course, if you go to a, a college, it's going to take you years and they're going to teach you a lot of stuff that doesn't work. And you're gonna, it's going to take you more years to find out that it doesn't work. And that is a long time <laughs> and it's painful. So I'm going to try to ease the pain and speed up the learning curve. That's what I want to do. That's my goal with this whole thing. And why am I doing that? Um, because it makes my job easier. It really does. And it, it does a, a lot of things. It'll probably make you understand a little bit more about what you and your financial advisor are doing. If you're looking for a financial advisor, it'll help you pick, an out, uh, pick a good one out. Because if, if they don't know this stuff, and, and a lot of them don't, you know, especially the uh, younger generation, they don't teach this. They teach this stuff and you know, they've learned a business school. And I'm telling you, uh, betas, R squares, all that stuff is it's very nice. It doesn't work. It, it, it mathematically makes you feel really good. In the real world, you're going to feel really bad <laughs> from time to time. In, uh, in the long run, there is some of the math that does work. Some of the math works quite well. And it goes back to that, the simple logic. You know, Try to stick with the simpler things. The simpler things have a, a tendency, just they just have a tendency to work better. And uh, unfortunately, most of the time, you know, since I'm not the only person that knows this, it's very rare that the simple companies that have really strong, they generate a lot of cash and are easy to understand, they're rarely underpriced. They are rarely underpriced. So when you get an opportunity like the one that you're being presented right now where a lot of companies are underpriced and are, are good companies and you should probably be able to take advantage of it. And if you wanted to know which uh, um, funds to buy, you can do a search to see if you, let's say you don't, you, you just don't want to do the individual stock. Okay. But you can do a search on funds that hold that stock. So you know that the fund managers are looking at the same things you're looking at. Why is that important? Well, because your interests are aligned. And we'll talk more about aligning interests right after these commercial messages. You're listening to Bill Bullington right here on 1420 The Answer. Stay tuned. You came for criminals and every Pharisee. You came for hypocrites, even more like me. Come and be a part of an extraordinary adventure to Israel. The Stand with Israel Tour with Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher is happening December 2nd through the 11th, 2019. Join WHK 1420 for a 10-day expedition to the Holy Land that will change your life. You'll get timely insights into Israel's fascinating past, dynamic present, and promising future. Experience the Western Wall, modern Tel Aviv, the Dead Sea, and so much more. All in the comfort and safety of first-class accommodations. December 2nd through the 11th, 2019. Register today. Visit whkradio.com. Gold is a better way. Gold is a better way. Gold is a better way.com. Imagine doing business with a company that seeks to add massive value before asking for your business. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the co-owner of Advantage Gold and the author of the now national best-selling book, Gold is a Better Way. This book may not be for you, but if you're like most people, you'll be blown away when you learn why gold is set to soar to over $10,000. 
And as a bonus for hitting the bestsellers list, I've been gifted 250 copies from my publisher. If you have an IRA or 401k with over $100,000, I want to send you a copy of the national bestselling book. You can buy it on Amazon or go to Barnes & Noble or be among the first 250 people to reply. Just text the word bestseller to 49776. That's bestseller to 49776 to claim your free national bestselling book now. That's the word bestseller to 49776. We promise to add massive value before ever asking for your business. Just text the word bestseller to 49776. One of the best stock pickers in America is about to let you in on what could be the biggest stock play of 2019. Sign up for the free Trade of the Year Summit, January 10th at 2 p.m. Eastern, and hear legendary stock picker Mark Skousen announce his number one play for the new year. Log on at the 2019tradeoftheyear.com to sign up for the free Trade of the Year Summit. Don't miss it. Register today at the 2019tradeoftheyear.com. That's the 2019tradeoftheyear.com for what could be the biggest stock pick of the year. From an idea that started in 1967, Our Lady of the Wayside has grown to serve almost 900 children and adults with developmental disabilities throughout Northeast Ohio. It's an operation that is still growing thanks to tremendous support and generous donations like the Wayside's Car Donation Program. You can donate your ride to the Wayside for a great tax write-off by calling 1-800-368-6262. The Wayside is also looking for people to join their team. They hire for attitude and train for skills. Visit thewayside.org to apply today. Do you have one of those bathrooms that are old, outdated, or impossible to keep clean? Well, there's a new revolutionary product that transforms most baths in about two days. And it isn't a one-size-fits-all system either or a Band-Aid over the top of your old bath. Joyce Factory Direct specializes in bath makeovers where they completely remove your old, dreary shower tub and replace it with a new custom-fit solution. The result is a brand-new, sophisticated, and stylish bathroom at a great price. Joyce Factory Direct's bath makeovers system uses 100% non-porous acrylic, which means it'll stay beautiful for years to come because mold or mildew cannot accumulate. Their experts will help you with designing and choosing between different showers or tubs which are available in dozens of colors and styles, including faux marble, granite, and tile. And like all Joyce Factory Direct products, it's built and guaranteed to last. Call now to schedule your free bath makeover appointment, 440-243-5700, or visit JoyceFactoryDirect.com. About to give up because I heard you say there's gonna be brighter days. It's gonna be brighter days. I won't stop, I'll keep my head up. No, I'm not here. And we're back. Hey, if you'd like to call us, 216 901 0945. 216 901 0945. And I was just looking uh, at the, let's see, events calendar. And this company called Y Charts. And uh, it basically tells you any. Oh, things that are coming up that might be significant. I like the spinoffs uh, version or, or information. That's pretty good. Spinoffs generally are, are a great place to look. If you're looking to buy stocks, you want to be looking at spinoffs. There are certain things that happen in those uh, events that can create an enormous amount of value. I've actually done quite well with that over the years. They're not all winners, but uh, nothing ever is. So, but if you want some, Potential big winners, that's one of the good places to look for. And why am I talking about all this? Well, all of this actually relates to how you're going to manage your money or how your advisors are, are going to be picking things. Now, hopefully, your advisors understand a lot of what I'm talking about. And when I say that, you know, it's not a requirement that you know what you're talking about. 
to be a financial advisor as long as you get uh, as long as you can pass the test even if you've just memorized all the answers they'll give you a license let you start giving out information and, and knowledge and or not knowledge but uh, uh, basically just information that you've memorized and to go out and sell stuff so got to be kind of careful um, and I think that the best way to ensure that you are getting good advice is to know a lot of this stuff yourself it's just not that hard uh, it's just that nobody's ever made it relatively simple that they're, they're I don't know if they're afraid to do that if the uh, industry's afraid to do that oh, if we we let them know how simple this is. They won't need us anymore. Nope. They're still going to need you because they won't have time. And uh, so just because you know how to do something doesn't mean you, you want to do it. Let me tell you something. I could put three square shingles on it in, a, in an hour by hand. No nail gun. And you know what? I never want to do that again. <laughs> because I've been working for years to get that fast with my dad. Yeah, and I know there are probably a lot of uh, um, roofers out there that are going, no, you can't do You could never do that. Well, let me tell you something. I could carry all three of those bundles up at one time. <laughs> I know you guys have machines that do that now. We used to have to carry them up ladders. But the, uh, and no, yeah, I, I, I got to the point where I could do that. That That's a lot. That That's a lot of work. That's a lot of effort. But, and it's one of the reasons that I don't do it anymore. It's not that I can't. It's that I don't want to. Yeah, but I know how. And if I had a problem with my roof, guess what? I can go right to where the problem is, find it, hire somebody who's uh, knowledgeable enough to know how to fix it. And it's kind of the same thing with your investing. If you have a certain amount of knowledge, then you're a much better consumer. You're a much better client. So maybe I'm helping you get along better with your financial advisor because these are important things. You know, your money is not your life, but it dictates the quality of your life. That's for sure. Money may not be your life, but it will dictate the quality of your life. So it's, it's a really important thing to do. And I don't think anybody's done it as simply as I'm going to attempt to do it. It's an attempt so this first course that comes out, it'll probably have some modifications over time, just like most of the book, Peter Lynch's books, they, they updated them uh, two, three times, but uh, not sure when they stopped doing that. And those are still some of my favorite books on the stock market. And what he talked about mostly, though, were the stories behind the companies and didn't go a lot into the numbers because people would be very confused very quickly back then. And if you haven't been doing this for a long time, if you haven't been talking with a general public for a long time, it's really easy to talk above everybody's head, including a lot of financial advisors. So because there's an, a tremendous amount of language that's involved in the industry. So to get to learn that, to understand what the significance is, uh, is takes a long time. Once you do that, then you can kind of hone in on those things that are, are the most important and that is what you're, that's what, what you really need. The most important things, the fundamentals. The fundamentals are often talked about and then, you know, and I've done it myself. I've actually confused people because, you know, there is a lot to it and you get eager to help someone and you go way overboard. And before you know it, they don't remember much of what you're talking about. So that's one of the reasons that uh, I want to put this into a course for people because it's really not that hard. And when you get it, then you realize like, oh, oh, well, that's how that works. Yep, that's how that works. 
And like I said, it's not as hard as you might think it is. Um, it's probably not the way you want it to be. That's another observation I've made over the years. People generally want guarantees and they want certainty. Well, the stock market is slightly more certain than our president is, but not a lot. <laughs> it's, it's not a lot. In fact, there are a lot of guys like our president running a bunch of Fortune 500 companies. Not all of them, uh, but they're, they're out there. And uh, I think it's kind of funny. So you probably can't get exactly what you want. But a famous philosopher, I think his name was Jagger, once said, but if you try real hard, you might just find you get what you need. <laughs> and that's the way that works. You can't always get what you want, but if you try sometimes, you might just find you get what you need. And uh, I think that would probably that would probably be the theme song, if, I, if I'm allowed to borrow it, uh, on the course. <laughs> may not work the way you want it to, but you can probably still get what you need. And that's, that's a great thing, uh, if you know. And stop being taken advantage of. That, that's, that's a big one. The, uh, you know, I see an awful lot of stuff out there that gets sold that if, if people understood what they were buying, it wouldn't be, you know, nobody would be buying it. Those companies would go away. So we're going to try to do the best we can. Um, picking and managing funds is a uh, full-time vocation most of the time. If you were really disciplined, you really knew, uh, or if you actually, if you didn't care that much and you just stuck with funds that had a, uh, description that you could understand from the portfolio manager, there are a lot of them out there. And, uh, you just stuck with it and kept reinvesting and didn't fall for a lot of the, uh, you know, didn't try to pick or time the market. I think you do reasonably well. Actually, I think you do very well. I think you'd be in the top 10% of all individual investors because they don't do that. Uh, average average investor gets influenced by whatever's going on in the market over the last one or two years. And that is not good. That's not good for your financial health. You look out over the last, actually over the last four or five years, typically that thing that's just gone up the most is the one that's getting ready to drop like the most. Look at the, uh, um, the growth funds that were large cap. Those things been getting crushed. Look at the momentum ones. That's been getting crushed. Yeah. And that's okay. As long as you understood that, because you probably didn't overweight your money in that to begin with. Most investors that are underperforming uh, have a lot of things in common, like buying stuff after it's gone up a lot over the past one, two, or three years. Now, more often than not, you know, the money, most of the money gets invested in those funds after a really good one-year performance because it raises the three- and five-year averages, and they're not aware of that. Vast majority, and that's how people pick their funds inside their 401ks. Not a good idea. You really need to know what those funds are doing. You need to be able to assess the risk in there, and if you come to these seminars, you're going to find out how to do that. I'm telling you. You can assess the risk. And if you take care of handling the risk, I just read this quote again, I was reminded, I read it again, I can't re even remember who said it, but it's an old quote, and multiple people that have done very well in the markets over the years have used it, but the, the quote is, if you handle the risk, the returns have a tendency to take care of themselves, and that's true. I can tell you that is true. 
you handle the amount of risk you're taking, the returns have a tendency to take care of themselves. And handling that risk, that, that's one of the reasons you hire an advisor. But understanding what those risks are uh, is key to working with an advisor. If you understand the risks, if you have a pretty good idea of what you can expect beforehand, when you get big corrections, you're not as upset. It's the way it works. You're just not that upset. And you might call, get some reinforcement, confirmation. That's great. It's one of the reasons we have a job. And uh, then you go back to work or back to retirement or whatever it is that you're doing, that you're doing before, that you should be doing again now instead of worrying. <laughs> hey, listen, if you'd like to call in the number is 216-901-0945, 916 and I'll be glad to uh, take any calls. Uh, one of the things, you know, I was looking at, if, if you're getting ready to sell a business, you might want to, well, I've got a guy that uh, actually does that. He brokers businesses. He's a business salesperson. Uh, he sells, helps people sell their businesses. And we're going to get him on the uh, air. I didn't get his permission to use his name without him being here. So I, I, I'll have to uh, talk to him about that. But I'm pretty sure he's going to come on the radio program. And uh, there's some things that you probably need to know. And I was just reintroduced to this whole topic when the uh, one of my clients got hit really hard with a big increase in what they pay for Medicare because they sold a business and, and had to claim all that income in one year. And I was going, oh, yeah, that that may not be good. There may be things you can do. Uh, to spread that income out over longer time periods if you knew about it. So I'm going to have this guy come in to talk about uh, a bunch of different things. That might be one of them. And uh, that's really more of a financial planning issue. But when you get close to selling a business or you get close to the point where you're thinking about retiring, uh, there should be some things you should probably probably be doing two or three years you know, before you actually get there. And uh, not always, but you know, there's things that, that you can do that will help uh, increase the marketability of your business. And since you've probably devoted most of your life to building that business and probably have a substantial chunk of your net worth in that business, wouldn't you like to do those things that will maximize its value when it's time to uh, retire and, and try to ensure that business goes on and whoever buys the business is, is successful with it as well? So that's one of the other things we'll do in uh, 2019. Uh, we're going to talk about that. You know, most of the businesses, by the way, I think it's somewhere around 90% of the businesses or so in the United States have fewer than 50 employees. Think about that for a second. Would you ever thought that that number would be that high? And I'll have to double check that. I'll have to fact check myself, but uh, I, I'm pretty sure it's somewhere around that level. Or nine out of ten businesses in the United States have fewer than fifty employees. Nine out of ten, and uh, I think that statistic is accurate. So I will double check it. But it is—it's a very large amount. And I think when most people think about the United States or the business environment, they're always thinking about these great big businesses: Ford, GM, IBM, uh, Google. Yeah, those are an extremely small percentage of the total businesses. In the United States, the vast majority of businesses are small. And uh, I think I there were somewhere around 70 million registered businesses when I looked that up the last time. 70 million. 
So when you when people talk about the Russell 3000, that's the 3000 largest by size uh, in the United States that are publicly traded, listed on an exchange somewhere. It's 3000. So what percent of 70 million is 3000? <laughs> it's something really 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 small. And you're talking about the top 3000. To get into that top 3000, you're in a, a fraction of a percent. So I think that's uh, uh, kind of interesting when you start thinking about it. Like how many businesses are really out there? You know, what makes a good business? How do you get into that top uh, less than a percentage? You know, that top 1%? Not an easy task. If you've uh, built a nice business, you want to try to sell that business, you're hoping that the business is going to keep going, that you get a good price for that business so you can retire in the lifestyle that you want to have. There, there are a lot of things that, that you really need to do. How's that related to stock market? Well, actually, these businesses oftentimes are valued very similarly to the way publicly traded companies are valued. So coming up with a, a good valuation that, that's going to be attractive to both the buyer and the seller, that, that, that's kind of a key. Uh, in the stock market, it's done by an auction and an auction is one of the, uh, well, the reason they do that is people have a tendency to overpay in auctions occasionally. And people also have a tendency to underpay and get a deal so it keeps the hope alive. And everybody wants to get a really good price for their business. Everybody wants to get a good price for their business. So you got to watch out. It's like the, the buyer beware. And uh, I think I got about 60 seconds here before I have to take a commercial break. So I'm not going to start this story yet, but an auction environment is where you're buying and selling stocks. You're walking into an auction. People are bidding electronically. They're bidding uh, for the prices that they're willing to pay. And then they're offering the stocks at other prices and they're all doing it all day, every day. It's mind boggling when you step back and look at that. The actual underlying value of the company is not really often thought of. I mean, it's not. You look at the changes in price movement, which we'll have to look at as soon as we come back from these commercial messages. This is Bill Bullington right here on 1420 The Answer. Stay tuned. You paint the night. You count the stars and you call them by name. The sky. Do you ever find yourself saying, I need a vacation? Vacation Fixation can help. At Vacation Fixation, we specialize in all-inclusive trips and cruises to Mexico, the Caribbean, and Disney vacations. Why choose us? Our clients book through Vacation Fixation because they are frustrated with online trip brokers and timeshare scams. Whether it's a weekend getaway, a family trip, spring break, or honeymoon, Vacation Fixation will personalize a trip just for you. Want to know the hottest destinations in Cancun, Punta Cana, Jamaica, or Puerto Vallarta? Interested in room upgrades, beach reviews, or details about resort restaurants? How about finding a trip with a direct flight? At Vacation Fixation, we take all of your specific travel requests and shop our suppliers to find the best deal. What's the cost? Our suppliers pay us so you don't have to. 
Call 330-573-8147 for more details. Or you can visit our website at vacationfixation.com. Or check out the deal of the day on Facebook, Vacation Fixation. Bob Vila here with my home improvement tip of the day. How much snow on the roof is too much? That depends a lot on the way your roof was constructed. Steep and smooth roofs tend to shed snow easily, while roofs that are only slightly pitched or flat tend to collect big drifts. Another important factor is the weight of the snow. Removing a heavy snow load can be tricky. If you have a multi-story house, you'd best not be climbing up and down icy cold ladders to dizzying heights. Better to leave that to licensed insured pros who have the right equipment to get the job done right. On the other hand, if you have a single-story home, you can use a long telescoping snow rake to pull snow off the roof. One caution, though, rakes that come into contact with shingles can do a lot of damage, so look for sturdy models with small rollers that keep the edge of the rake away from the shingles. Finally, before you start pulling snow off the roof, put some thought into where the snow is going to land. You don't want to damage your plants. Get more info at BobVila.com and right here at home with me, Bob Vila. If you knew there was a way to reach 93% of Americans with the message of your business, would you want to use it? Yeah, of course you would. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Radio reaches people. Every month, 245 million people listen to the radio. And more people are searching for news. This is a special year. Our country is doing great. Find out why advertising during Hewitt, France, Gallagher, Prager, Medved, and Elder on WHK can help grow your business. Really? What do you call it? A unicorn frappuccino? How much are the unicorn frappuccinos? What, what, I'm going to say, what if you just want the unicorn? Just give me the unicorn, hold the frap. Call Tim Vaughn at 216-525-1818. That's Tim Vaughn at 216-525-1818. AM 1420 is the answer to grow your business. Looking for a great way to save on taxes? Look no more. Just call Our Lady of the Wayside at 1-800-368-6262 and ask about their car donation program. It's simple and it works for everyone involved. You donate your ride, you write off the selling price, and the money goes to help the physically and mentally challenged citizens served by Our Lady of the Wayside. The number to call, 1-800-368-6262. Well, you want more, so get more. need your ride to Our Lady of the Wayside. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon on 1420 The Answer. You know, you can actually catch this show on my website at Bullington Capital, or you can go to the Fishes podcast section, 955thefish.com, and it's carried there as well. And these guys don't ask me to do this, and I'm not being paid to, to do this, but I, I have to tell you, I do a lot of advertising on the fish, and it has been probably the most effective advertising I've done uh, in my career. I've used print media, I've used radio, television, and I really like the listeners uh, on the fish. They're a pleasure. So are their 1420 guys, but the uh, all owned by Salem Communications, which uh, by the way, one day last week, the uh, stock went up 15% in one day. <laughs> that was nice because yeah, uh, I'm still underwater in it, <laughs> but it's getting closer. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so I really like those guys. Um, you know, feel free to, during the week, if you'd like to, you can always email me with a question. 
or a comment. Uh, we're always trying to improve the show, trying to do things that we think the uh, the public would like to hear about. So if you have ideas, feel free. It's Bill at BullingtonCapital.com. You can go there and, and check. This week sometime we'll have the seminars coming up, the, the next one. Uh, it's going to be a kind of a meeting, the first meeting of the Lookout for the Bull Investment Club. And, uh, you know, again, why is all this important? Uh, it's only important if you want to try to help yourself not get uh, taken advantage of, I think. Um, but there are other benefits, too. The, uh, the other benefits are you get a peace of mind. When you see the stuff that we talk about, it just puts you at ease. You know, when the market's down 20%, you're going to look around like we do in our office and say, yeah, so what? You know, it does that all the time. Now, that, that's not unusual. So, and the only people that are upset about that are the ones that refuse to accept that or think that somehow you'll be able to avoid that. And you can't avoid it, by the way. Stay out of the market. That's how you avoid it. If you're going to be in the market, you're not going to avoid it because stocks are incredibly volatile. They are. But that volatility over time, if you've got a, a reasonably decent strategy, doesn't even have to be the best. A reasonably decent strategy in the stock market will has generally done better than bonds, than gold, uh, than trying to pick out the stock of the year. I heard that commercial on there. Yeah, right. The uh, good luck. <laughs> and if you do get it, it's going to be luck. And, and that's even more dangerous because now you think you're on to something. And you'll keep doing that until one day, uh-oh. <laughs> I just don't like that. That's a tough thing. So anyway, a lot of uh, economic indicators coming out over the next few weeks. They've all, you know, look at the uh, current interest rates. Very, very pleasant. Uh, look at the growth in durable goods. Uh, durable goods. <laughs> durable goods? <laughs> I can't even speak anymore. Yeah, but you look at the unemployment rate, everything is, wow, it's unbelievable. The housing starts were up 3.2% year over year. That That is crazy. As long as this housing market has been on fire and it's still increasing, that is, that's pretty mind-boggling, actually. Inflation rate down double digits? Yeah, and, and by the way, uh, good thing they don't include the volatile gas prices the uh <laughs> no, actually they do they don't the volatile food prices because they really shouldn't count the food prices because they fluctuate so much you know because nobody ever really eats a lot anyway right <laughs> that's just a lot of things that you'll see they're kind of funny but uh but bottom line is uh or durable goods are orders are up They're, they've increased 0.76 see here's the thing durable goods what does that mean? That means things like cars, computers, stuff that's really expensive, equipment for a big business. Why is a 0.76 increase in those orders kind of significant? Well, it's significant because their fixed costs, the co you know, their rent, their salaries and all that, those stay fixed. That extra 0.76%, that's going right to their bottom line. Well, mostly, you know, the cost of the goods sold has to come out of there. But the profit margins expand a lot more than the increase in sales do. So that's a big deal. And uh, there are very few negative numbers there, except for the, the purchasing managers index. Their costs are going down. And think about that for a second. A large part of that is because petroleum is actually used in a tremendous number of industries. 
And you've all seen how low the gas prices are, right? So petroleum costs are down significantly. This is a, uh, uh, if somebody had shown this to me and I don't know, probably 10 years ago, I would have said, there's no way. There is no way you are going to achieve that. Not in 10 years. <laughs> and I would have been wrong. <laughs> so, uh, and, and you know what? I'm glad to be wrong. I'm glad that things are going as well as they are. I'm glad the inflation rate is not that high. I'm really glad that banks' loan loss provisions aren't creeping up every month. <laughs> that, that, that's the big one, by the way. Banks start losing money, well, we got problems, um, big problems. But that's not here, at least not now. And eventually, yeah, it'll happen. That's just because the economy is cyclical. And the cycles are never the same length. Um, they're typically, the depths are not the same. The heights are not the same. And so you can't really map that out and say, okay, this is when this is going to happen. That cracks me up every time somebody tries to do that. They try to fit math to a living, breathing thing like an economy, which is reflecting the living, breathing 330 million some odd people that live in the United States. And you know how often people change their minds, right? Yeah. So you're supposed to get a mathematical formula that can predict that. Yeah. Anyway, and you don't need it by the way, it's not necessary. Uh, and when people do that kind of stuff, they're actually um, playing on your emotions as they're going to tell you that, yes, we can do this. We know exactly how to do this. And uh, it's you know, not possible. You can make observations of stuff that's already happening. That's good. And if you're one of the uh, earlier people to understand, like the thing we were talking about 5G, uh, that's going to change our lives. It's going to change our life. It's changing lives. They just started rolling that out. What is that? It's fifth generation um, cellular service, but it's not going to be used just for cellular. It's going to be, you're going to get your cable delivered there. You're going to get your radio delivered there. It's going to run your home, uh, your internet connection, all this stuff. And you know what? It's going to have a positive economic impact on the entire country. Every time I start talking about this, by the way, every single time I start to talk about this, somebody that I'm talking to goes, oh, well, which company is that going to benefit? And the reality is, in this case, it's not just one company. It's a whole bunch of them. A whole bunch of companies got together and decided to set standards that they're all going to use and they're not going to have to pay one company for the patents. That's going to save them a lot of money. And it's going to make it faster to be adopted because when you have one company that owns all that, they're the dictator. They get to tell you how you're going to use it, when you're going to use it, how much you're going to pay. Yeah. Well, that's not going to be the case with this because they've learned from Microsoft and Qualcomm and a bunch of other companies that have held a patent, Intel. Yeah. They've learned. And now this, this thing has been jointly produced and they all get to uh, participate in it uh, much at a much less expensive rate than it would be if they were paying one company that owned it all. And boy, boy, it took them a long time to learn how to do that. Hey, you know what, guys? We should probably work together on this because if we don't, that means we're all going to have to pay one company, and they're going to have to we're going to have to pay them whatever they ask, and uh, we might not like that. That's probably not a good thing. So that's another reason that this time, you know, it's a little bit different. 
when cable was was first being deployed, boy, that was a, whew, a tough process. You know, you got to dig all those uh, trenches to lay the cable down in there. An enormous amount of work. It was very good for employment for about 10 years there until they got all the fiber in. They still work on it. Um, not nearly as much as they, as many people as they had before. But see, this is where this is actually a little bit different. It's a lot easier to deploy. You can put this stuff out there much easier. You don't have to dig new ditches. You don't have to replace any lines. It's wireless. It's wireless technology. So I look at that and I get really excited about that. And you know how many jobs that's creating? Better, uh, put some holes in that border wall. <laughs> You're going to need workers. Yeah, they've just started to roll this out. Just started to roll this out. I feel like it's 1996 again, and I'm just starting the Bullington Capital Report. I think I called it Show Me the Money back then because Tom Cruise had just come out <laughs> with that money, and I really liked that. Show me the money. The, uh, uh, the My favorite part of that movie, by the way, <laughs> is when he's uh, begging Cuba Gooding Jr., Help me help you. <laughs> help me. <laughs> and Cuba Gooding Jr., you know, you got, you got to look that up on YouTube. That is still hilarious. <laughs> I really liked that movie a lot. But uh, it reminds me a lot of um, of my business. Help me. <laughs> and, and that's why we're doing the classes. Uh, we're doing the classes this year because I'm trying to help you help me. <laughs> That's what we're going to uh, try to do. That, that's what I should have called the uh, uh, investment club, the Help Me Help You <laughs> Investment Club. Oh, I hear the music. Can't believe the show's over already. Well, hey, thanks for listening. I'm here every Saturday morning. My name is Bill Bullington. I'm the owner of Bullington Capital Management, primary owner anyway. Uh, I'll be here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon on 1420 The Answer. Also on 955thefish.com as a podcast. Good luck, everybody. Uh, have a good week, good investing, and good luck. Thank you. You just caught another edition of the Bullington Capital Report, broadcasting every Saturday at 11 a.m. on AM 1420, The Answer. If you have a question and you'd like to speak to Bill personally, you can call him at 330-664-0700. That's 330-664-0700. Or online at BullingtonCapital.com. That's BullingtonCapital.com. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Therefore, no current or prospective client should assume that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, including the investments and or investment strategies recommended and or purchased by advisor or product made reference to directly or indirectly will be profitable. Different types of investment involve varying degrees of risk and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will either be suitable or profitable for a client's investment portfolio. No client or prospective client should assume that any information presented serves as the receipt of of or substitute for personalized investment advice from the advisor or any other investment professional. The preceding program has been paid for by Bullington Capital Management, LLC. The preceding program's views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM 1420 The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.